Welcome to Waiting for Review, a show that follows the journeys of two iOS developers. I'm Dave Knott, an iOS developer from Devon, England. And I'm Dave Wood, an iOS developer in Wellington, New Zealand. Join us as we discuss the development, code and technology of our journeys. Have you seen, did you see the um, Amazon Echo announcement a couple of weeks ago or last week, whatever it was? Um, I didn't, no. Can you get them in New Zealand? That's one thing I meant to ask you, actually. Amazon Echo, I'm really not sure. Okay, so last last year when we when we um, travelled over and, and were staying in various Airbnbs um, in New Zealand, um, we had the we had I think one of the first generation ones. Is it is it the Echo? Is the main one or, or yeah? So the uh, the Echo. It was the Alexa. We had the Alexa. Yeah, I mean that is an Echo. So um, right, the, the traditional Echo is kind of like a tall cylinder. Yeah, and then you've got the Echo Dot, which is almost like a hockey puck. Okay. Basically, the Echo has a speaker uh, built in, and the dot the dot doesn't. So with the dot, you plug it into maybe like an existing hi-fi or some other speaker yep. that you might have. It t- turns it into a smart speaker, or yeah. So what did you yeah. you have? You had the just the regular Echo with the speaker. Yeah, tall tall cylinder, um, glowy light. Yep. Yeah. Um, it, that was that was plugged in and turned on, and it was there for us to use um, with it with this Airbnb. Um, we spoke to the guy who who owned it. Um, and sort of said, oh, you know, that's kind of flash, really. It wasn't the sort of thing that we had in any of the other Airbnbs. Um, and he he bought it, and, and I can't remember now what he'd done to sort of get it over here because I don't think you get them, like I say, by default in New Zealand. I don't think there's an Amazon site to buy them from. Um, so I really don't know what he did to get it. It was something along the lines of he'd actually ordered it from the States and got it shipped over. I think. Hmm. No, obviously so, all, all the services worked on it, I guess. Like, Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I guess it's just it's got no guaranteed um, sort of level of service, if you like. Yeah. Um, and it's all just the sort of default stuff that it can do rather than anything about buying things. Um, or that, that sort of connectivity won't be there. I, um, I haven't tried that yet it, you know. on mine. Okay. Um, I saw a story about some newsreader apparently accidentally said some things on his newsread and um, ended up loads of people's echoes got set off. I think they ordered a load of Xboxes or something off of Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> oh, dear. It's is, it is weird, though, because like, um, there's a lot of TV advertising going on here in the UK for them at the moment. And right. the way they run the TV ads is that it will demo people talking to them. And in doing so, it sets mine off every time. So the advert might be sort of five little pieces, you know, five uh, instances of people talking to their echoes, saying, you know, do this, do that, and all the rest of it. And every single time yeah. my echo lights up and starts spinning around trying to process what they're saying. Um, oh, wow. It makes me wonder whether, that, whether there's um, something going on. Because if if I if the advert's pretty new, there was, yeah. there was one point where the TV ad said something and then my Echo did it. And then there was another instance where I, an advert came on and it lit up and it spun around and then it did nothing. So I don't know okay. whether there's an update been pushed or something to kind of like, <laughs> don't listen to the TV ads if you detect them kind of thing. 
Yeah, you, you think that there might be um, the possibility of putting some sort of like, um, like tag at the beginning of the advert's audio mm. um, that, that kind of, yeah, that tells the device, hang on a second, if, if you, you hear it now. Um, it's it's not it's not genuine. Um, I guess that's really tricky to get right, though. Yeah, I think so. Um, um, and if you're not careful, you're atten- essentially putting a kill switch inside of it as well, um, which you know if it's then played back. Otherwise, it could sort of mess with with that functionality a bit as well. I I am I'm liking my Echo more as time goes on. I think it has to. It's probably fair to say. At the, yeah. at the start, when we spoke about this when when I first got it. And I was a little bit like, yeah, it's okay. Um, but I, I definitely do think I like it a lot more now. I wouldn't want to be without it now. I think it's found its place. Okay, so you've more. got the, the dot. Yeah, I've got the dot. Is that right? Yeah, I've got the dot, and it's hooked up to an old Technics amplifier that I found in the attic and a yep. couple of old speakers from an old hi-fi system that I also found in the attic. So I've got this <laughs> horrible, ugly mess in the corner of the kitchen. Um, so the amp is always on. Yep. Because otherwise, it's not really much of a device that I can just yell at. If I need to think, oh, I need to go and turn the amp on, and then I can shout at Alexa, then it's kind of pointless, really. Um, <laughs> I mean, really, I suppose the traditional Echo with a speaker built in would have been the sensible choice. But at the time, I think they were a lot of money. Um, £149, yep. I think, comes to mind. Right. Um, don't quote me on that. Around that, though. Sounds about right. I was looking them up earlier on um actually looking on the uk amazon site i think i think they're still around about that much aren't they uh well that's changed in light of the new ones that have just come out so right. what is now just kind of the echo is now 89 pounds gotcha uh, yeah it's the echo plus that i've seen yes yeah. I, I, was, I was looking for the, the cylinder like the one that um that we experienced last year mm-hmm yeah so the echo plus is taller than the traditional echo and i think right. it has a, a better speaker system and it's worth noting that the regular echo apparently has a better speaker system than the echo it replaces so that there's yeah. an improvement there although i don't know how much better it is because by all accounts the original echo was pretty shocking in terms of audio quality uh, <laughs> and then the plus improves on that again um, but what the plus right. can do is it can control compatible devices kind of acting as a smart hub. And I think using okay. some kind of um, like radio frequency or something, I'm not entirely sure on the details. Um, it, basically all these devices and the echo can kind of control the echo can control them over radio somehow. So yeah, a good example of how that might come into practice is if you were to look at the, you seen those Philips lights, the hue lights. Yeah. Um, so if I was to go down to, say, PC World today and buy a, a starter pack, I would likely get, say, four or five light bulbs in a pack and a hub that I plug into my router. Yeah. And then everything runs through that hub. But essentially, if I was to have one of these Echo Pluses that has this sort of radio communication built into it, I could yeah. do without the hub. And if the bulbs also support that standard, then they can just talk directly. Gotcha. Um which is kind of nice, I suppose. I think that's good. I would like to see that kind of thing almost become like the Qi wireless charging in a way. Mm. Something everyone can just latch onto and take full advantage of and not get sort of wound up in 
sort of boardroom politics of proprietary technologies for different manufacturers i don't I, I think right now we need as much help as we can get to get home automation everywhere as easily and as affordable as we can so i think yep. if we've got some common standards that everyone can stick to i think that's a pretty good pretty good roadmap um, so I'm, I'm very much on the outside looking in with with a lot of the home automation stuff and you know it's not something that i've really considered doing very much of myself um I'm not sure whether we as a family would fully get on with doing too much of it right now. Um, but one of the things that does sort of put me off actually is not knowing sort of whether, um, what the standards are and, you know, sort of that, that, that idea of, okay, well, if I went all in and I bought these things, you know, I got some of the bulbs or whatever, um, you know, does that kind of push me down a particular avenue or not? sort of depending on compatibility um it's kind of funny because i think what would end up happening for me certainly from a, a sort of apple dev perspective as well as i would just end up getting stuff that was home kit sort of friendly um and kind of doing things uh whatever way apple says um which which you know may or may not be the most cost effective way of doing things <laughs> probably not um but you know that that's probably the way I would lean. Yeah, I mean, if I can see something that works with a, an Echo and has HomeKit, then I, I would feel yeah. safer buying that than I would if it was one or the other. Because you yeah. always feel like you've got a bit of a, a backup, like an escape plan, if one was to not do so well or not get adopted in the in you know in the wider marketplace, then you're not kind of yeah. left, left on an island, being like, "Hey guys, you know, what about me?" <laughs> Then everyone's sort yep. of gone somewhere else. Bought all this stuff. <laughs> yeah. Spent hundreds and hundreds of pounds and Yeah. But I think Yeah. I think the Echoes they're doing a serious, serious land grab at the moment. Um and if you just look at the products they announced the other day, so they've released the new Echo, which is basically better audio quality and cheaper than the Echo it replaces, which is great. Um that's eighty nine yep. pounds now. You've got the Echo Plus that we just spoke about at one thirty nine. You've got the Echo Show, which is like a seven-inch touchscreen device that can do video calling. Um, that's one ninety-nine. So I guess that could maybe yeah. sort of go in in your kitchen, maybe on the countertop that you could use to watch Possibly. Sort of cookery videos and other bits and pieces. Mm. Uh, although I think they've fallen out with YouTube, so Amazon have sort of broken YouTube's terms of service or something through the implementation details of the YouTube app on it. Okay. So you think. Given that. that the whole point of the device is that it's got a big screen on it, YouTube would be pretty important. Um, yeah. So again, it's it's the consumer yeah. being held hostage to kind of boardroom politics in a way there, which is always something I don't really like. Um, yeah. We are where we are. Then they've got the Echo Spot, which is almost, I guess, kind of like an, an alarm clock. So mm. it's got a circular two and a half inch screen. There's no... UK release date or price as far as I'm aware but in America it's $130 so it's pretty pricey for what it is Um, has a camera built into it which is a little bit creepy if you're kind of thinking it's going to go in people's (laughs) bedrooms and things like that Um, apparently it can potentially creepy yeah (laughs) and can kind of stream music and make video calls and stuff like that Um, yeah and then they've got the Echo Connect which from what I understand, it connects 
echoes that you already own to your traditional sort of landline phone line. Right. So if I was to hook one of these Echo Connects up to my phone line, I guess I could yell at my Echo and tell it to make a phone call and it would do it over my regular phone. Which is potentially right. interesting, but I guess not many people would maybe go for it. It seems a bit of an edge case one to me, that. Yeah, uh, that does. Do you, do you think that's... Sorry, was was that a landline that that connects through? Yeah, so... Um, what was that? It, it basically run through my home telephone that I... Yeah, my traditional phone um, that I get from BT. I could, you know, yeah, yell at the Echo to say, "Call so and so, so and so, so and so number," and it would kind of turn my yep. Echo into a speakerphone that routes over my phone line. Hmm. Yeah, I mean that's kind. Of, that was kind of my reaction. That's interesting. A, that that that. Just a general hmm. That yeah, sounds kind of cool. I have to wonder whether that's sort of you know, that, yeah, that that market for that though the market for that for me sort of feels like almost an older older generation yeah um in some ways um because I know, I know like um quite a lot of people that i know just don't have landlines anymore now um it sort of tends to be be those um with who are older or who are in sort of more constant contact with older people um, who are sort of running that online still. Yeah, I mean, we, we have um, one, but it's fair to say it doesn't really get used. Uh, I mean, yeah. we, we needed a phone line into the house just so we could get our broadband connection. Um, and obviously, as part of that, you get a phone number and sure, we'll, we'll have a phone, that's fine. Um, but as a rule, we, yeah. we never phone out on it because we've both got mobile phones that have unlimited minutes, unlimited texts, and then why why would we pay yeah. for a, a, a phone? Especially with the Wi-Fi calling now being as strong as it is. Um, now we've got fibre at the house here. So our, our Wi-Fi yeah. calling has become a lot more reliable. And the quality is really good. And then it's, it's just free, essentially. So, But then when I think about my grandparents, I think they might quite like this Echo Connect thing. Not that they have an yeah. Echo, but if they did... Um, this is kind of what I was thinking. This this would be the sort of um, it would be the kind of market that um, yeah, m- older people in my family would would really quite go for. My mum would like it. Yeah. Um, as mu- as much as she's you know very tech savvy and online and everything, she still uh, when we first moved um, over to New Zealand, she was sort of asking, okay, well, have you got a landline yet? Um, <laughs> And I had to sort of remind her, Mum, we'll we'll be speaking over Skype. <laughs> um, it's it's good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, it's a general generational thing, I guess. Hmm. It seems like the kind of product uh, that would be really good for you know, say, use my grandparents as an example. Um, not a cat in hell's chance of them being able to set it up though. So I, th- no, I think I'd probably have to no, go and do the initial you would, you would... setup and show them how to use it. And kind of yep. get them over that sort of fear barrier because it is, you know, p- would potentially be it's quite a paradigm shift, isn't it? Doing phone calls over a, yeah. an Amazon Echo. I took my Echo Dot up there actually to to show them. Um, yeah, they were blown away, absolutely blown away by it. I took a little tiny um, portable speaker with me so I could sort of demo <laughs> it to them because obviously it doesn't have a speaker. Yeah, um, and I think for the first couple of minutes they thought I was just. I bought this little prank device and I was pranking them um, <laughs> because they were just completely unaware that this tech was available. 
Um, it was the kind of right. it was still the stuff of like sci-fi to them, I think. And when when I when I kind of stopped demoing it, and I said to I said to my granddad, you know, tell it to play I don't know, the Rolling Stones, and he did, and then it played the Rolling Stones back at him. You could you could see he was like, wow, <laughs> this is this is real. This is really cool. And then it's it's like that thing where you know if you buy a new car. And then you find on the road, you see that car everywhere because you're kind of looking for it now. Yeah. He was then very, yep. very aware of all the TV advertising that had been going on previously, but he just completely ignored. And he was seeing ads in the right. newspapers and other places. So, yeah, now now <laughs> to him, these are very real devices, and I think he could quite enjoy one. Um, yeah. For him, certainly, if he could yell at it and it could make a phone call, that would be, that'd be seriously cool for him, I think. Um interestingly enough the the final thing of what they've uh, announced is what they call echo buttons so the idea is is okay i have those have passed me by completely okay well these are kind of i don't know that i think they're quite cool so essentially they are just buttons you know hence the name and the idea is is that it kind of brings back family games nights in that the echo will kind of be the quiz master and you can play kind of like trivia games and you each have a button and you buzz in and answer because, of course, the Echo can speak and it can listen. So you could essentially play sort of TV-style trivia games. <laughs> <laughs> Which, okay, that's... Um, it's an interesting one. It certainly is. That's, that's um, a bit of a novelty, I think, but um, it's still potentially kind of cool. Yeah, I mean, to me, it, um, it 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 speaks of a just a land grab that is just going on that is so strong right now. It, it's almost like their strategy is just make as many possible variations of this echo thing that they've made, and try and yeah. try and put it in as many possible places as they can think of. And the ones that stick stick, and the ones that don't don't, and that's fine. Um, it's almost like a shotgun yeah. approach. It feels like. It's interesting, and I kind of wanted to bring this round um, a little bit as well to sort of reflect on sort of what Apple's doing. Yeah, sure. Um, in this space as well, um, because obviously, as you know, iOS devs and everything else, um, that's that's sort of the lens that I, I see the world through. Um, and so, obviously, we've got the HomePod coming up um, for release soon. Is it soon? It's certainly supposed to be this by the end of this year, isn't it? Well, yeah, but I haven't really heard anything <laughs> at all. Um, when, <laughs> when they said it would be late twenty, was it? They said late this year, didn't they? Yeah. See, to me, that could mean they'll say it's going to start taking orders on like, you know, December the something, but maybe people won't get them yep. till Jan or Feb next year, potentially. I don't know. It's unusual that they've mm. been quiet for so long about it. I would think it is a little bit, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm sort of waiting for the um, for the cycle to sort of start up about it. I guess if if it's being planned for a Christmas release, for example, then you know if if what you're saying isn't what's going to happen, and you know you would actually get it this this year, and they're going for a Christmas sort of thing, I'd expect to sort of start seeing something. Yeah, they're cutting it a bit close. Uh, back end of this month, I guess. Yeah. Um, but that's that's a very different take, isn't it, to sort of Amazon's play? It's it's quite a niche, um, well, a sort of audio file um, product that they've gone for in some ways, um, in terms of it being a sort of better quality speaker. Yeah, and they've 
Um, Put a lot of being, effort in there. Yeah. So there's, there's a whole load of stuff around it. Um, sort of like um, sensing for the right right sort of way to set its levels. Yeah. So isn't it like a um, like a subwoofer within it, and then like a circle of tweeters? And then it can sort of direct the sound yep. based on where yeah, it so thinks it is got, and what's around it. Um, so I think it's a seven tweeter array. That's it's it. Described as yeah, that's it. But it's, it's yeah. what is it? Three hundred and forty nine dollars. So yeah. by the time so it'll it, be about that in pounds by the time it's gone through. Yeah. So just swap the currency symbol as always. Um, so yeah. when you look at look at what you can get in the Amazon ecosystem versus that. I think it's going to be a very hard sell for Apple because um, what, I don't think they're competing side by side. No, and the, the thing is, I I feel that most people that have an Echo, the one with the speaker built into the the tube, um, they probably think it's fine, and yeah, I don't think even if they made the sound as good as a HomePod, I don't think many people would care that much. And I, I don't know. Maybe I worry that the HomePod's kind of going after a market that isn't that big. Because, mm. yeah, when when I look at look at my sort of not my immediate family, but you know, extended family, quite a lot of them have Echoes. And when I think about it, the main reason yeah. is the price. Especially now, you can go you know for under a hundred pounds, you can get one of these cylinders with a speaker built in, or for in my case. What did I spend forty nine to get the dot? And I think when we spoke about yeah. it originally, I kind of you, you know, we said, you know, so why did I get one? It's like, well, just a bit of a bit of a punt, really, for forty nine pounds. It was like I haven't got a huge amount to lose, <laughs> and in my case, it was um, kind of a part leaving present from work anyway. So I think my actual money I had to put up was fifteen pounds. So it was even less in my case, but um, yeah, so it's literally just worth a punt to see yeah absolutely and and when i think about the people that i know that have bought echoes they're really happy with them because they do a lot of cool funky stuff and they're really cheap and when i think about these people there is no way they would entertain a home pod as a possible purchase no way would they entertain that um and again no. do i think they would care if it sounded better yeah probably not I mean, sure they'll they'll take no. they'll take better sound quality if it's on offer, but I don't think they're pining for it. I think yeah, say the echo sounds good enough. So I, I wonder whether this whether Apple's kind of sort of throwing in throwing its hat into the ring with the HomePod. Um, I kind of wonder if there there's an element of almost playing it safe there for Apple in some ways, um, because I'm I'm suspicious that that. Siri and everything that Apple have sort of set up with with that side of things um, is not going to quite be exactly where it needs to be to compete as directly um, sort of with Amazon's offerings. Um, I, I Siri has improved. That 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 is true. Um, but I still don't. I still don't quite feel like um, I'm, I'm confident that that Siri really competes. Um, in, in quite the same way. Um, so there's an element there of if the if the market for the the HomePod is um, you know that that bit more expensive, um, and it's it's kind of, sort of going for the sort of more luxury item market. Um, 
does that let them develop uh, this sort of voice activated product um, with a bit of um, a bit of security because it's not going straight into the mass market? You know, that lets them get it right. That lets them tune it. Um, it's selling itself on on the quality of the speaker, as well as having um, sort of voice interaction with Siri right now. Yeah. Um, you know, Siri, Siri and that side of things is something that can be improved iteratively with these devices sort of out in the wild as well. And, and, and so the way Siri works with them can be improved over time through software. Yeah, I was wondering whether um, we would get a surprise Siri announcement alongside the launch of the HomePod. Almost like a Siri 2.0. Yeah. But then when I think um, about it, maybe not. <laughs> I was going to say, it's, it's always possible... Um, that they could do an announcement like that because Siri is something that that is it's software based, it's server side. Um, you know, it's, it's completely within Apple's gift to sort of say, "Hey, we've got this this really sort of snazzy update to Siri now, and we need to tell you all about it." Do you think we'll get another event this year? Because that would seem like a suitable place based around it? Siri. Yeah, and the HomePod. Um. I wouldn't like to guess. Um, if if we are, then I think it, it, like I say, it would need to be sometime sort of early, early to mid November, um, with a sort of very definite for Christmas launch for the speaker. Yeah, I, um, I think to sort of be worth its while. I get the feeling that almost to speak, this HomePod is going to be announced kind of quietly, probably just through a you know a press release, and then it will just appear available for purchase on the store. Um. Mm. I can't imagine it's going to be anywhere near the scale that iPhones and iPads get in terms of their release, and even even some of the Macs. Uh, it, yeah, maybe, maybe I'm just kind of getting too wrapped up in the fact that I haven't heard anything about it since uh, WWDC, and maybe yeah. I've kind of gone off the boil in my own mind about it. But then maybe like in the next week or two, and Apple I- are going to start sort of throwing some serious punches behind it, and then I'm going to get sort of reinvigorated by it i don't know <laughs> um but I, I think that's interesting though you sort of mentioned okay announced back back around um at, at wwdc but i don't really remember there being a sort of very compelling developer story for the home pod i don't think there was one um, at all was there in terms of like all oh, i'm just just checking through. and this this is the problem you see if i'm having to sort of think back and try and remember and and Okay, fair enough. My summer's been a bit of a blur, and there's loads of bits of WWDC that that have escaped me, and I'm sort of rediscovering at the moment. Um, but um, yeah, no. If if it's um, if if there isn't a compelling developer story there as well, then um, that's that's a potential problem, I guess, over time. Um, because I sort of feel like if this was a, a place for people to be making new types of applications as well, then then that could really bring something sort of into it all. Um, so I'm aware that I don't really know how third-party apps work over on the sort of Amazon side of things. I don't know if that's something you've you've looked at, Dave. So in terms of um, like third-party apps on the Echo, we we kind of got these things called skills and I'm I've got my phone now actually on the Alexa app on iOS and I'm in the skills section yeah and I'm looking at them and none of them I particularly would 
make a great effort to install or use on a regular basis, I think it's fair to say. So looking at what's in the music and entertainment section, the one that comes up first is called Himalayan Sounds. Yeah. Which is kind of weird, I guess. So I guess I'll just get like mountain sounds. Um, the next one is a Japanese garden sounds. Um, they all just seem kind of like novelty <laughs> apps in a way. They're almost yeah, almost kind of like what sort of like wallpaper kind of stuff. Almost like fart apps for iOS when they, when they were a thing back in the day. <laughs> they almost seem kind of like that. Um, there's one. I mean, there's a, maybe a yeah. couple of useful ones. Um, one for London buses. One for the tube. Uh, there's one app, uh, one skill, sorry, called flight level. So you could say, and this is, they even give you the phrase that you have to say to activate it. So um, you would say, I won't say a name. You would say, mm-hmm, ask flight level to check what's above me right now. And then I guess it would look at if there's any planes overhead, that kind of thing. Um, yeah. But yeah, they're, they're okay, I guess. You know, there's one called True or False, so you can play a game of True or False with your ele- uh, your Echo. Um, there's one called Flashlight. I don't know what that does. Um, yeah, what to do? Maybe <laughs> turn a light on or something. Nothing really that grabs me. Put it's it that quite, way. Quite limited, really. And I guess that that makes sense. Is that you're not necessarily looking for a whole new application. You know, you are you are just looking to sort of expand what the the assistant itself can do so you know maybe maybe my assumption that that we need a sort of developer story here um in sort of an app kind of sense is is kind of off you know for this sort of product yeah potentially um i mean i think the way i would like to use it and what i would like to do with my echo right now but i can't would be to say um play atp in overcast and for it to just do that and of course, yeah. I can't. I can't do that with the the Echo right now. Um, it doesn't look like I'm going to be able to do it with the HomePod either. So what I end up doing is just pairing my phone via Bluetooth with the Echo, and then just playing it directly from my phone. Yeah, but that's where that's where I'd like it to get to. If I can, if there's any kind of app that I have on my phone that can play media in you know audio in any kind of way, if I can yell at the HomePod and say, play, insert piece of media name here, using name of app here, then that, that gets to yep. a point where I think um, that's a nice a nice place for users for it to be. And also for developers, that's kind of cool as well, because then if you you know take Overcast, for example, that's a nice way for it to, to be a part of the HomePod story. Um, again, we have yeah. to remember that these things don't have screens, so it's not like we're going to have some UI that we need to think about for HomePod. It's purely going to be, you know, voice. Um, and again, with it, with the HomePod almost being kind of part of the whole Apple ecosystem, your apps that you have on your phone could kind of, uh, what's the best words I can use? There? They kind of could extend quite nicely to the HomePod. So if the HomePod knows what apps you have yeah. on your phone, if you were to say play such and such in this app, then it can all kind of make the link between yep. itself and it can happen. Yep. So that would require having um, 
that would require having like hooks um, for Siri um, to access the app on the phone. I think would be the the, the sort of gate for that. Um, and I think those hooks still don't particularly exist for sort of third party audio apps to be able to to just open up and open up a specific track. That's correct. I think you can go as far as telling yeah, so you can tell Siri to open the app, but you can't tell Siri play me episode blah in um in, in Overcast or your chosen podcast player. Um that there isn't that sort of hook there. Um but if those hooks existed then you would be able to to do so um with with Siri on the phone already. Um, but then equally, yes, if you were able to sort of tap into that um, and, and have it access and use the HomePod, um, then then that would be brilliant. And I, I think if you had if you had those hooks on the phone, um, then it wouldn't be too much to sort of have that then link um, into some sort of wider setup with with the HomePod as well, um, because it just needs to sort of say, okay, launch that app, do this, you know, do this hook or whatever, send it that information through. Um, and when it's outputting, it should be outputting through the HomePod because that's how you've requ- requested it. Um, so it sort of feels like that's something that could be solved through software uh, um, and over time. Um, it, it just needs sort of more of those um, those building blocks and those planks to sort of be available to build on. Yeah, and it makes me wonder if we're going to get any of this stuff when the HomePod launches because it's almost like the narrative that you hear regarding the HomePod is almost like we've seen it already, but really we haven't. They yeah. made it quite clear at WWDC that this is this is a sneak peek. And from what I can mm. understand, the journalists that were lucky enough to go in and see a HomePod, um, if they asked any questions that were kind of outside the box that Apple wanted to talk about, they were reined in pretty quick. Oh, we're not talking about that today. And it was very yeah. much, this is a sneak peek and, you know, kind of be grateful you're getting this kind of thing. Um, yeah, and and I've read things along the lines of even as much as um, as actually accessing Siri was not really something they were able to see in 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 any great way. Um, they weren't able to play with it live. No, it seemed very um, much like they were just stood in a room and told to listen. Yeah, yeah, and and the focus was more on sort of the the quality of the speaker and and that side of things, really. Yeah, which again um, makes me wonder if we the, are going to get like a Siri two point announcement to come alongside this um, because a lot of the things that we've just spoken about, which would make the product awesome could well happen. Um, but like you say, it requires that Siri as it currently is almost seems like it's not, not the right fit for the product yet. It's almost like Siri needs yeah. to advance to allow this product to be what it needs to be. And given the competition that's yeah. out there already, it, you wonder if Apple does have a trick up its sleeve to launch alongside the HomePod, uh, you know, to launch alongside the hardware of the HomePod. Don't know. It's going to be interesting, though. Um, yeah, it really is. Um, and I think, you know, anything that um, it, it sort of lets, lets Apple leverage its its strengths as well would, would be awesome to see. You know, those strengths right now being the fact that, you know, the iPhone is, is such a strong platform and there are so many different applications and things there for it. So if there were those sort of bits there and available to sort of let, let that system play extremely well with, with this, this new speaker, this new, new device, um, then, 
you know that could open doors to things that that, that current speakers can't really do mm. i think apple music's going to play heavily into it as well um yeah almost like the device is going to be a gateway into it but for me at the moment i've cancelled all apple music um yeah i listen to so many podcasts that i just haven't got time for music and the music i do have time <laughs> for i find that i've been just listening to a load of stuff on soundcloud um i've kind of right. just i feel like i've just discovered soundcloud i mean i know i know it's i know i've known it's existed for so long um for all of a sudden i've just kind of gotten into it and i found all this incredible music um by like really talented people that don't get anywhere near enough recognition um and that kind of scratches my music itch and then podcast fills up the rest of the time so really my two yeah. requirement or my main requirement of a home pod or anything is that it can play nicely with podcasting and kind of third-party music apps such as soundcloud um at the moment perhaps we won't get that on version one of the home pod or certainly not version one of the software side of the home pod in respect to siri yeah um, but that's that's what it's going to need to be for me maybe it'll surprise me i don't know okay we'll call that a wrap if you've enjoyed today's show we would love it if you could give us a review on itunes or if you're an overcast user if you could hit that star button to recommend us that'd be great and we'd also like to remind you now we have our slack channel we'd love to invite you to join us our hope is that it can become a really cool place for developers to come and hang out um, ask each other questions help one another out if you'd like to join there'll be instructions in our show notes for this episode or the best way is to just send us a quick message on twitter at wfi podcast and we'll get you signed up so before we run off dave where can people find your work um you can find my applications at roboheads.com that's roboheads spelled with a z at the end um and you can find me on twitter at dw roboheads again spelled with a z at the end how about you dave uh, yes on twitter i am at underscore dave not you can find my remote control for cody at armchair-remote.com and my latest app to help kids learn to read you can find at spacereaders.com